Hey Walruses, I said at the start of the week when I did an episode on a series of hacks uh, to make your event go with a bang that I'd also do a podcast at the end of the week about how to get the most as an attendee from attending the events of others. Now I'm going to make this clear right from the get-go. If you're not attending multiple networking and personal development events every year, I'd say probably a minimum of one per month, then you're only touching the side of your own potential in terms of personal growth, networking opportunities, pers- uh, business development, fulfilment, and ultimately success. And that's what we're all here for. Or, or at least I hope it is anyway. I mean, if success isn't what you're here for, fuck away off to some some Americans podcast who'll give you the chewing gum for the mind, but not much actionable content like I do here. Now, we do things differently on the Speed Mentor podcast because your success is my number one priority. Nothing else matters to me when I do these pods. So whether it's tickling your underbelly, kicking you in the balls, inspiring you, chastising you, encouraging you, even more serenading you, it's all about that objective of getting you outside your comfort zone, providing actionable content and delivering growth, which leads ultimately to success. And I know from so many of you that we are actually achieving this, but we want more what do we want? We want more. What do we want? We want more. When do we want it? We want it fucking now. Come on. We want more success. So, as I was saying, are you attending an event this month? That's the acid test. Are you attending an event this month? And I'm not counting some dullest dishwater CPD event about your ISO or your compliance regulations coming into force in 2020. No. So if you're 10, I want you to be attending good quality events or whatever type they are. It doesn't really matter. But stuff that will lead you to being more successful. I'll break this down for you. The really successful people are probably at one event per week. Never mind one event per month. But they'll be the right events and they'll be showcasing their attendance on their social media channels getting their names attached to all the best businesses and the most successful people who are also attending them. So let's assume at this point that I've persuaded you that you need to attend more events. So let's move on to stage two. I should say that this is episode 95 and you're talking with the wall, the one and only speed mentor, Gavin Wall. So let's move on to now stage two. Uh, Stage two, this is something that you need to understand and it applies to attending events, networking and just about everything else in life because these things can be outside your comfort zone um, and they they get people feeling the old imposter syndrome. Now, it's particularly bad for women in my experience, perhaps due to their absences sometimes from the workforce, from having children, babies and bringing them up um, or just the nature of the patriarchal society in which we live. Although, I must say, obviously men suffer the imposter syndrome chronically too. So, if you're going to an event uh, and nearly every single person, I want you to know that nearly every single person there, and it's really important to remember that nearly every single other person there, not just yourself, will also have the the imposter syndrome. They'll have fears that they're not good enough, that they're not worthy of the investment in themselves, um, 
as they'll not amount to anything and that their lack of ability will be exposed just like you're having those fears too. We all have similar fears. So when you understand that this is natural until you've developed yourself and that the others are also experiencing it too and everyone who went before you who's been through this process and who now ultimately has success, that they have been through that process of fear and imposter syndrome and that it's normal and that it's not irrational. It's irrational, but it is normal. Um, But when you start taking the action, going to these events, creating plans, participate, get stuck in, that the imposter syndrome just starts to melt away, folks. I'm going to take you through nine stages that you're going to have to do to be really successful as an attendee. That was stage two. Now I'm going to do an apologies, folks. I've got a bit of hay fever today, so I'm just struggling a little bit. If you, you hear me clearing my sinuses every now and again, that's what that's all about. So apologies for that. Now stage three, if at all possible, go on your own. Now listen, this is really important, folks. If at all possible, if you're going to an event, go on your own. Now this is going to take major cojones, but it's the right thing for you to do and I can help you add some extra sizzle to your experience. So it's so easy to go with someone else and then when you get there, not go far past the person that you already know. So, But if you're on your own, you're forced to get involved with people you don't know and that's a great way to widen your connections. So be brave and make that booking for one place only, folks. Okay. Stage four. If you want to get the most from the event, get yourself prepped. Do a bit of research or reading about the guest speakers or about the topics that are going to be up for discussion. The more you can add to the event and be noticed by your host um, or hosts, the better. If I'm you, I'm targeting making a strong connection to the host of the event. The host is likely to be the most influential, well-connected and most knowledgeable person at the event. So if a bit of swatting up could bag them as an ongoing connection with me or with you um, and an asset that you could sweat at some further stage, you want to be prepared to add value to their event to get yourself, noti- get yourself noticed. Think of it this way. If you've done some prep, whenever they start engaging with the audience at the event and that moment comes round when there's a little awkward silence, if you can be the person to fill it, you'll be remembered Fondly. Now I should also say that it's your responsibility if you want to max the event that you sit in the very front row or at the very front table. Okay, now, there's no um, rewards for being at the back of the bus. And I always look if I'm hosting events to see who's at the back of the bus and to see who's at the front. And when you're at the front, you must ask the very first question whenever it comes to the Q&A. You must ask the very first question. Now I love to do this as it's the quickest and easiest way to get you noticed. Now, I remember attending a franchising or a franchising exhibition in Birmingham, and as usual, I sat at the very front. I didn't know anybody there. I'd only bought a ticket for one, but I made sure I asked the first question, which led to somebody noticing... It was a good question, I must say so myself, folks. So make sure it's a good question, which led to someone noticing me and a conversation ensuing, which led to the opportunity to buy seven Domino's stores. Now, Domino's... It's very difficult to get into in the UK and Ireland. And it didn't actually happen. I got jilted at the altar by the fender. But the point still remains. Sitting in the front row, asking the first question, asking a really good question, led to me being noticed. 
and the opportunity of a multi-million pound deal. And I can do exactly the same for you. Now, stage five, participate fully in the event. Now, the host may ask you to engage in icebreakers. Uh, if you've been to any of my events, you know that the icebreakers can get a little bit extreme. Uh, team working games, little set pieces, um, which they're actually using to sift information for some social engineering that they might be doing on the room. So the host of the event is doing all these little set pieces, doing these icebreakers just to see who the movers and shakers are in the room. So make sure you're visible and be really helpful. You don't need to be overpowering, but you need to be there and ready and able to shine. Now in stage number six, if you're trying to have an impact um, as an NT, um, if your purpose is to network, the key uh, to this is not to always be the person dishing out the cards to anyone who comes under your nose, like someone leaflet, you know, I'm talking about business cards here, someone leaf, leafleting on the high street or outside a shop. Your job on the networking front is to get the cards from other people, get them stored onto your phone, connect with them on social media and maybe ping them an email to connect after the event. It's not about you handing yours. It's about sucking in the stuff from other people. No hard selling. In fact, no selling. Just make good connections. What about grabbing a list of all the people attending, uh, maybe even before the event, so you can plan who you'd like to speak to, or even when you're there for, for um, grabbing a list of all the people, the seating arrangements, for an easy follow-up. Like, how many of them do you want to speak to? What's your target or goal? How many? Go on, just challenge yourself. Like, do you have an elevator pitch ready for those uh, who are there or who you want to work on, um, who are working on you? Do you have your own elevator pitch? Do you know what it is that you're there for? These things matter, particularly when time can be limited as a busy event. Now, I know that might sound like a contradiction that said no hard selling, but if somebody asks you who you are you and what you're doing, I mean, you have to answer the question, so have a quick, brief elevator pitch ready. That will make an impact, and then you can start talking to them. Now, remember, we talked that your superpower the other day was actually about listening. So be listening to what others says, say, but also have your elevator pitch there. Now, stage seven, have a good fucking time, folks. Have a good time. Let your face know that you're having a good time. Let other people know you're having a good time. Enjoy it. Learn. Get involved. But do not go on a drinking session under any circumstances. Now, have your best version of yourself there and show at all times. Don't be tempted into drinks if it's an overnighter day or sort of day two, two-day event. Like I see this all the time, folks. People who haven't spent hundreds, if not thousands of pounds uh, to attend a two-day event, treat it like a jolly with friends. Arrive down the night before and go on the block and then they do the same after the first day of the event. And then they're sitting hungover um, at some time, something that's meant to be a life-changing experience. And they're sitting there with a hangover. Now, they immediately go on the list of people not to be wasting time on, if I'm honest. Now, do not let yourself down like this just because you're getting away from home for a night or two from your husband or your kids or your goldfish or your cat or your dog. Do not go on a drinking session. Now, stage number eight. Most people who aren't having the success they crave, or at least say that they crave, all do one thing exactly the same. And it's this. They write their notes from the event down, usually on sheets of paper, scrap sheets of paper, and those sheets either go into a plastic bag in their car at the end of the event and remain there for weeks, or they go into a drawer in their home 
where all the other knickknacks and shite are and they build up over the years never to be read again. Now you must keep all your notes from the event on your laptop or on an Evernote app so that it's easy access for you to get to them at all times. Now you will need to use them in the future. The answers to some of the the issues um, you come up against will be there. And if they're stuck in some drawer amongst a pile of other shite, you'll never be able to easily access them when you need them. Now, have them available on your laptop. Be conscious in your approach. You've gone to this event because you see value. I mean, and by the way, if you don't see value on it, in it, don't fucking go just to get a day off work or get a, a day out, okay? And if you're correct about the value in it, you'll want to access the value in those notes when you need them. Now, stage nine, what I call, would I go um, to it again review? Would I go to it again review? That's stage number nine. You must do a full review of the event. Do your follow-up of your connections made with your other attendees and with your host, of course, uh, and then note down your your conclusions. Did you hit your targets for your connections? Did you meet great people? Was the content valuable? Should you return again next year? Now, because remember this, that your time is finite. It's the only thing that is finite. So you don't want to be miss, um, um, wasting it on subpar events. Now, if you don't uh, do a proper review, you can waste time and valuable resource. Now, what I found is that when you're starting out in business, you may be at multiple free events to make connections, etc. But as you develop, you must get pickier. As your time, your available time narrows and then you must get choosy. For instance, I've been to annual events and had great experiences and value, real good value for two or three years out of events. And then maybe I don't go back for a third or fourth year as it was time to move on to something new with new possible people. So there you have it, folks. Everything you need to think about regarding attending events of any kind, networking, personal development, educational, professional, best advice, or any others that matter. Now, this stuff is important. On Walrus Island, we run we run content-rich events all year round, whereas over on Dickhead Island, they don't bother because everybody on Dickhead Island already knows everything. So they don't need to attend events. It must be great living on Dickhead Island to know everything. Now, I'll tell you something else about Dickhead Islanders. They never leave me reviews. They're bastards. But if you want your passport to Walrus, you've got to subscribe and review, just like Jack S.A. did when he left a five-star review titled Clear, Concise and Refreshingly Straightforward. And Jack's review goes something like this. Big fan of this podcast. Covers great topics uh, without feeling like prattling on with enough topic variation to keep it feeling new and interesting. Love the slightly more relaxed approach uh, the information is conveyed in. Uh, Listen to this every day during my morning commute without fail. Always gets me to work ready to attack the day. 10 out of 10 I would highly recommend. That's awesome, Jack. Great to have you on board. And your passport, the walrus, is in the fucking post. Uh, Next review on the podcast will actually be review number 100. And remember, I've promised to sing a song to the centenary reviewer. Um, so get your, your review in quick to bag this because it's going to be a collector's items. Uh, although, <laughs> I might just slight, slightly worry that I mightn't get that 100th review if you, if you think I'm going to sing a song to you. But anyway, get the 100th review done. Come on, folks, let's be having it. So I'm just going to leave you with this, Walruses. When I set up this daily podcast, my mission was to give you access to mindset, motivation and massive action so you can take the action every day to make a difference to your future. So without more to do, 
go and book yourself onto something really interesting right now and squeeze the fucking pips from that lemon and get out of your own way. Or not. It's your choice. I'm a man on a mission.